everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And it's just us today. And today we're talking all about organization. Feels like a very January topic. Absolutely. So before we dive in, this week's episode is brought to you by Rent the Runway. So we are so excited to work with Rent the Runway as we are both long-time users of this service. Rent the Runway Unlimited is the brand's premier membership, which gives you access to a rotating closet of 600-plus designer styles and accessories, from coats and dresses to bags and sunglasses. We're going to tell you more about them, but just know that we love this brand. Today's episode is also sponsored by Knight, the makers of our all-time favorite pillow. So we're going to tell you more about them too and all of their amazing beauty and sleep products. But heads up, you can get 20% off your order at discovernight.com with code BOP20. So Grace, before we get into it, what was your high this week? So I have a couple. Um, The first is very on brand with this episode. It's that I've just been doing a ton of purging and decluttering and getting rid of stuff. This morning I sold or I guess sold, yeah, eight bags of clothing to Crossroads. What? Yes. Um, I cleaned out my cabinets. You have to see them before you leave. Like, they're, they're just so orderly. And, like, there's, like, glasses are no longer just, like, crammed in there. Everything's sorted. Now, wait. Back to the Crossroads thing. Mm-hmm. Was that a good experience? So they have a thing, and I don't know that everyone can do it, so I feel bad. But they have a thing for influencers where they come to your house and pick it up and then they just mail you a check. And then they donate everything that they don't take to Goodwill. Okay, so you don't know yet how much they took and didn't take. Um, I don't know exactly what they they took, but they emailed me to tell me that I'm getting $550. But that's not that much for eight bags of stuff. No, it's not. But all the really valuable stuff I sell on the real reel. Yeah. So I did two bags to the real reel on Saturday. I had a very not negative experience, just disappointing experience. When I moved, I, oh, now I can't remember if I took it to Crossroads or Buffalo Exchange, but I took just a ton of clothing there and it was all like very gently worn. Like there was nothing quality wise wrong with it. And it was all generally like mid priced stuff. Yeah. They took almost nothing. Oh, like, literally almost nothing and I was shocked and it was I was kind of up against a wall because I was like well I'm moving I want to get the stuff out of my house so I'm not yeah. gonna bother taking it back and sending it to what's the one where you mail it thread up thread up or like taking it to the other one so I was just like okay whatever yeah I don't know I would I'm I love the service because they'll just come to my house and get it for me like if I had to, to lug it all in, in a taxi into the city and wait while I looked through everything I'd be annoyed no that's a convenience yeah I was just wondering if there was a I don't know that it's the best solution but I think that it is effective for what I need and anything really valuable I put on the real real so yeah that makes sense yeah sorry I interrupted you what was your what oh. was your other one so besides all the organization, I am um, I'm in the thick of working on my Amazon the Drop collection. So that's been a lot of work. I worked on it like most of Sunday. I spent most of Monday working on it. I presented my mood board with all of my concepts and like ideas for pattern inspiration, silhouettes, etc. on mon- on Tuesday afternoon. I was very nervous, um, but they liked all my ideas. They, I picked five different Pantone colors. So we're moving forward with a, a color palette that's very like bright and bold. We're going to be doing like some dresses that are similar in silhouette to the nightgown dress from the summer, but we'll also be doing some other 
style dresses as well as tops and tunics. And I think um, there'll be some more fitted dresses too, like just dresses that are like nightgown style, but with a waist. So wait, how does it work? It's only available for a day? Yeah. I just watched my friend Ellen's collection go live today. So the way it works is it's only available for 30 hours or until fabric sells out because they they like do the fabric buy and then they make it to order after you place your order, which is cool because it cuts down on waste because everything is just made to what people end up buying. So how long does it take to ship to me? Two weeks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. It's a cool idea. And that's why I wanted mine to – mine's going live like sometime in March or April. I'm not allowed to say when. But um, it's it, I think that'll be perfect because then two weeks later, it's like mid-spring and you yeah. have your nightgown dress or your tunic or whatever it might be. But I'm supposed to get the prints today or tomorrow, and I have to sign off on all my prints within 24 hours. It's a very rigorous process. Like, I don't think I realized how much work this would be when I signed on to it, but I'm excited. Like, I'm learning so much. Like, I like all these different fashion design terms that I had no idea of were on these conference calls. I'm like, oh, sorry, can you back up and tell me what that means? I feel like the, like, I don't know, I feel kind of dumb, but it's also a fun learning experience. That's so fun. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I saw all of your inspiration stuff on Instagram. I voted on all of the polls. There were some that I really liked. Which some, were your nose? Um, the yellow. And you know that I like yellow, but yeah. I was like, no. Nope. I think yellow got cut. <laughs> there was um, – Yellow was very polarizing. I can't remember what else I didn't like. There were a couple other things. I remember really liking one of the green patterns. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved that V-neck green pattern. And we're going to do something really similar to that. Um. I was mostly yes. I think I only had yeah. like it was fun seeing what people were saying. I had a few people be like, "This is all very tired. You should do something." I'm like, "This is an Amazon collection. It's under a hundred dollars. We're not breaking like fashion barriers here." Yeah, that made me laugh. The one thing people really didn't like was um, I found this really cool ceramic vase. On, oh, I didn't like that. Yeah, on Amazon, I was like, "This could be a really cool print," and like, I think like only forty percent of people liked it, so that got cut. No, nope. but it helps because I have all these ideas in my head for what I think could be cool, and if people don't like them, I don't want to produce them because I want this to be a really sellable collection. And I want people to love it. Well, I mean, also, it sounds like everything's made to order, so if only some people like something, it's not. Yeah, like but I flop. can only have three patterns. Oh, yeah, I get five Pantones and three patterns. Oh. It's very strict. Okay. So I was like, we'll cut, I get, we'll cut I get it that. then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's been a really fun learning experience and I'm just so excited to do this. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, I have two small ones. So my first one was on Saturday night, Ashley Spivey had a little pizza party. It was so fun. It was so fun. I got to meet some of her other friends that I didn't know. I really liked everyone there. She has a great friend group. Yeah, but it was just such a fun... That's like the vibe that I want to bring into 2020, where I feel like I always overthink having people over. And it was like, it was planned the day of. It was so casual. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this was so nice and chill and fun. It was really nice. I loved that. So I just... I thought that was really nice. And then my other one was I had two really good workout moments last week. So I found a new SoulCycle instructor who I'm obsessed with, which is a really big deal because I feel like Williamsburg is where they shove all the rejects. (laughs) I'm not joking. That's funny. If anyone listening lives in Williamsburg, let me know if you agree. But it is like reject central. So 
there's a couple teachers that I like, but they only teach like once or twice a week. Okay. And so there's a new teacher who's there. Her name is Eve, and I'm obsessed with her. And she teaches Monday at 930, which is one of my times that I sometimes go. So I'm really into her. And then I also, um, I went to Solid Core uh, over the weekend on Saturday. And this is only the fourth time I've been. I like it so much. I'm so glad. It's so hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. So I, I obviously don't go regularly, but I was like, I would like to get better at this. Yeah. It's like kind of humbling to go and be like, I am truly, truly awful at this. <laughs> um, so there was nowhere to go but up. Yeah, nowhere to go but up. It's yeah. a good way to look at it. So those were my my two highs. Yeah. What about on the low front? So I do believe that things happen in threes. And this week, a lot of things happened. Tyrion turned gray. Don't know why. He just, I looked at him one day and his paws were completely covered in soot and his tail was gray. I think you're being ageist. What if he's just aging? No, because I bathed him and he's better now. Oh, I thought after you bathed him, he was still gray. He was for like a day and now he's back to normal. Oh. I don't know what happened. Then I had a, I had a man... A man friend visiting, and he looks up at my bathroom fan and was like, "You know that that's black mold all growing out of your fan." And your like, I had never even noticed it. He's like, "That's really dangerous, and like, you probably shouldn't be breathing that in as the fan is like blowing out air." I was like, "Great." So today's activity. So no, I should tell you what happened first. He's like, "You need to have your super come and fix this for you." He left, and I was like, I'm going to fix this myself. No, Grace. So, no. So I, like, wrapped my scarf around my face, and I was like, I'm going to get in there. I got my Dyson out. I was like, I'm just going to vacuum no, this Grace. out. I did, and um, it made the situation worse. So I sound like such an idiot. I had my super come this morning, and he fixed our super. We share a super. He fixed it all. No. <laughs> So I might have a lung disease now from the black mold. I don't think you have a lung disease, but I'm horrified by the vision of you trying to fix it with your Dyson. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got in there with like some some sprays and like antibacterial things. I was like, I'm going to just kill this mold myself. Oh, no. Our super is a lovely man and he's very nice, but he is destructive. Like every time he comes into my apartment, something breaks. So I really was trying to do it without him. And then the third thing that happened was my desktop computer just crashed for the second time in six months. And so I brought it back to the Apple store yesterday and they actually were able to fix it. I don't know what was wrong with it, but they fixed it for me and now I have it back. Oh, good. So everything is resolved. Tyrion is back to a normal color. The mold is gone. I Hopefully I'm not dying of a respiratory infection and my computer is fixed. So you've done all of your three things. Yes, I've done them. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, so if you've been following on Instagram or I've been talking about this, I've been knitting a sweater. It's so beautiful. It is really beautiful. I've done a good job, but I got to the point on Monday night where it was finished enough that I could try it on. Like the body is finished and it has one sleeve and I put it on and I was like, wow, this is a really ill-fitting sweater. Oh, man. And I thought that it wasn't going to fit in that. I thought it was going to be too short okay. was the problem I was anticipating. 
It's not too short necessarily. It is just really frumpy and like unattractive. Oh, no. So it's kind of disappointing to have put so much effort into something and then be like, ooh. Maybe you should like get one of those glass shadow boxes for it and frame it and turn it into art. I mean. Because it is beautiful. I'm so proud of it. It's a learning experience. I mean, I guess it's unrealistic to expect to knit a sweater for the first time and have it come out perfect. So it's kind of, I'm chalking it up to a learning moment. I'm going to block it because I think that that. Do you know anyone that it might look good on? I think it's just frumpy. I don't know what it is either about it. Like, I can't quite diagnose it where it's like, (laughs) maybe if it was more oversized. Okay. I don't know. I'll take a picture. I'll show you. Okay. Oh, I need to finish the other sleeve and then I'll take a picture. I think you should put a picture in the Facebook group. I'll put a picture on Instagram. I just need to finish the other sleeve. Yeah. I want to see a picture with one sleeve. It's. Not oh, great. That's such a disappointment. I feel like you've worked so hard on this. Yeah. But I mean, if I th- if I think back to anything I've ever knitted, like the first time I knit a scarf, it was terrible. The first time I knit a hat, it was terrible. So it's a learning yeah. sitch. But yeah, I like it was like all building up to this. And then I put it on and I was like, Ooh. oh my gosh. Ooh. So that's a silly low, but yeah, was a disappointment in my life. Yeah, I mean, you spent a lot of money on that kit, and you spent a lot of time. I mean, the money, I think it was like $60, the kit, which is something, but it's not. Oh, it's. I thought it was more. No, I got it on sale. Oh, good good. Job. Black Friday, it was 30% off. <laughs> good job. So, yeah, it was more the time. Yeah. But, yeah. So, before we get into our topic at hand, quick plea to leave us a review if you are liking this podcast. I feel like there's some new folks around. Um, it would mean a ton to us. And also, thank you to all the people last week who put us on their Instagram story. Oh, my gosh. Please keep doing that. It was it makes such a difference. And it was so fun to see. It is so fun to see. But it's good. It really helps. It helps Endorsement mm-hmm. is huge. Word of mouth, guys. Word of mouth. Keep telling a friend. Putting us on your Instagram stories. I feel like I sound like Jared Freed. So today we're talking about organization. We sure are. So it's that January feeling where I just feel like in January, I feel like I have to do life better, which Mm -hmm. is not a bad feeling. I I feel like motivated to try new things, change things. Yeah. Today, I just want to take a nap. Oh. Yeah. But generally, I feel motivated. Yeah. Not today, though. Do you consider yourself an organized person? Mm Mm-hmm. I sure do. Do you consider yourself organized both physically and digitally? Yeah, okay. I do. I'm pretty I'm pretty uptight with my stuff. Like I like everything to be in its place. I like to know where everything is digitally. I mean, I could be better, but everything is always filed and foldered away. Um, I'm obsessive with we'll talk about the tools we use, but like my Dropbox, like I'm obsessive with how that is organized. Um, I'm pretty I'm I'm very organized. I shouldn't say pretty. I'm very organized. And don't I, don't be mad at me. But I consider you more digitally organized than physically organized. What do you mean? I just feel like you have a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I know. I mean, it's the stuff is like the bane of my existence. Like, imagine being somebody who just likes everything a certain way and boxes of shit just come in the mail every day at you. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's your fault, but I feel like. No, I'm I'm organized. Okay. I just um I just have a, too much stuff, which has been the purging. 
Like yeah. so much purging, so much selling of things, so much donating of things. The beauty products are our next week's project. Mm. It's just excessive. And I really wish I, I, I know I sound like an entitled blogger, but I wish brands would just ask me before deciding to deliver things. Like today I got sent a refrigerator full of beauty products that I didn't want. And then I got sent a box that was half of the size of my body filled with scrunchies. Do I need these things? No. Sure don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's hard when you want to be like, I like everything to be really clean and orderly. And it's, it is my, it's made impossible because I live in an, I don't have a house where, with a room where I can just put stuff. Yeah. But I do consider myself quite organized. Okay. How about you? I'm very organized. Yeah, I know you are. I don't like stuff. I'm both digitally and physically. Yeah. Very organized. Yeah. I'm also, I feel like um, working from home has made me more organized because I am absolutely the type of person that if I sit down to work and I know that there are dishes in my sink or that there is like a pile of clothes on a chair, like it will drive me Mm -hmm. bonkers. Same. Everything needs to be put away. It's really hard to be productive when your your space is a mess. Like I, I used to, not that I was disorganized before, but I used to be more comfortable with occasional clutter when I worked yeah. at a job where I left my house. You left. Yeah, I know. It, I feel like I can't be productive if I if the place is a mess. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's go. We have a bunch of buckets. Yes. Okay, so the first bucket is paper files. Mm-hmm. Did this come from people asking, or did you just really want to talk people, about paper people files? People asked me. I didn't. I oh, don't, okay. I don't really have anything special. I do. I just, oh, it was like the first thing, and I no. was like, wow. Everyone was like, "What do I do with all of my papers? What do? How do you like keep papers organized?" And I was like, "So I, what I do for papers is I have a filing cabinet, and everything gets filed away. Um, and I'm just really on top of my mail situation. I." Every time I get mail, I go through what gets recycled, what's a check, and I have a, a small pile where I then go through that at the end of the week and deal with it. What's your filing system? Do you have folders? Yes, I have folders. I have big hanging folders, and then inside of the hanging folders, I have these really pretty gold and white striped folders that I bought on Amazon that everything goes inside of those. What warrants being filed versus thrown out? Um, If I think I'm going to need it. Like, what's an example? A bill, um, a packing slip if I You think- save all your bills? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to? Don't you have online billing? So, yeah, some. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the example I thought I was going to get. Okay. Um, I put my bills. I put all of my packing things. I put, you know, things like jury duty um, in a special folder because, you know, what if I get called for jury duty again? That I already makes sense. served. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like my birth certificate, well, that needs to go somewhere safer than a file, but it's in a file right now. Okay. Yeah, just stuff. Just stuff I think I'm going to need. Oh, what bills? about you? Um, but you don't save your bills? No. I I don't get – I don't really know why I need them, but I save them. Whenever I have the option, I go for paperless billing, and then on the few things that I that do send me a bill, I have online – like records like i have online accounts for all of them so if i ever yeah. needed it i could just you're right you know what i'm gonna do online. i'm gonna throw out all my bills there you go it's gonna be great um <laughs> i don't know that i have good advice my advice is that i try to have as little paper as possible like i would say there is very little paper that i save mm-hmm. so 
the only two things I can say is so I have a three section desk organizer, like one of those like standing file organizers mm-hmm. um, for paper that I need to hold on to medium term. So like if I get a check I put and I do online deposit, I'll put it in there while I wait to just make sure that there was no issue and that it cleared, like packing slips for things I might want to return, like anything that isn't I don't need to keep forever. Yeah. But I want to hang on to. So I have that. And then I have a credenza in my office. And I will say the credenza in my office is more so just I don't have a lot of clothes storage in my apartment outside Mm -hmm. of my kitchen. And so when we were decorating it, I just said to my decorator, I was like, I just need like somewhere to shove shit. Mm -hmm. And that's my credenza that's behind you with a mirror on it. And I need to go through. That's going to be the next thing I purge. Yeah. So I. It isn't so much for paper stuff, but I do – that is where I store some paper stuff. So if there's anything that I need to hang on to like long-term, like my tax returns or employment contracts or anything like that, I have um, not folders, but like those like sturdy cardboard like box-type folders. Yeah. And I have them in there. Um, Although I will tell you a funny story because the other thing that I keep in there is – extra printer paper. Oh, and I know what you did. So for our New York live show, usually for our live shows, Grace is in charge of printing out the outline. However, for most of the last tour, Grace's printer was like out of ink or broken or something. It, I had to get rid of it. It was doing all these weird things. So she would like text me the day of and she would be like, can you print these? And... um. So I was busy. I was doing it. And um, I just grabbed paper out of the credenza and I printed it. And then literally at the show, I realized that I had printed this on the uh, – and I thought I had grabbed printer paper, but I grabbed important documents. And I printed our live show outline on the back of my Lola stock options contract. And it was only one page of it. And then the rest was on regular printer paper. And – um. It was like Hunter McGrady's bio was just like printed over. It wasn't even like on the reverse side. It was like over the stock options contract. It was contract. so confusing looking. I was like, I don't know what to do, Becca. I was like, fuck. Um, I think I have a digital copy of that. Yeah. I don't think it will actually be a problem. But I was like, I'm such an idiot. Oops. So apparently I need a slightly better system to separate what is in the credenza that is printer paper versus what is important to papers. I don't know yeah. how that got mixed in. I have a cute box that I keep all my paper in. Down there. That See that box? That's printer paper? Yeah, that's printer paper. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I just try to have as little paper as possible. Yeah, same. I hate – I just – I get a lot of – a lot of – because I work with all these different companies for my blog, so I get so many checks and things, and um, that's a, a pain to organize. I would prefer to be paid digitally when possible. Me too, but I just digitally deposit it and then I just keep yeah. it until the deposit hits and then throw it out. I see. See, that's funny because I saved my checks that I digitally deposited. Oh, no. Once it hits my bank account, I don't, I'm like, okay. Okay. That's good to know. I too. just do it in case there's any issue. Yeah. Like, because on Bank of America, there's a bunch of steps where you have to press okay. Yeah. And there have been a couple times where I've forgotten to press the final okay and it doesn't deposit. Oh, interesting. And then I notice and then I. Yeah. Redeposit it. Yeah. Anyway, what's next? Digital files and email. This was another big one. Oh, so before I saw that you 
you put stuff in here, but I wanted to know before we get into this, when was the last time you were at Inbox Zero? I don't think I've been at Inbox Zero ever, um, but I'm always under – I always keep it under 50, ideally under 25. Okay. I um, I like to be able to see all my emails on that on the same screen. I get yeah. upset if it carries over. Yeah. So like right now, I am at 42, and oh. I feel okay about okay. that. Okay. That's a lot. I, I prefer it to be like 20 and under, like – where I don't even have to scroll down to see my emails. Mm. But um, I have a lot of receipts that I need to just put make sure go into QuickBooks. So like half of those are receipts. So I think tonight I'll be back down to like 20. Whew, I don't love that. How many are you at right now? Um, I'm at 23. Okay. Which I, I, I would say under 25 is my yeah is my happy place, like one screen. But even I'm looking at it now and I'm like, it's a little more than I would prefer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't been at inbox zero either. Like my goal is an inbox zero, but it's under inbox under 25. Okay. Yeah, that's my ideal. But as long as it's under 50, I'm not like stressed out by it. If it's overflowing onto another, like a click to read more, I'm like furious. Okay. So tell me your system. What is your digital file system? Because you said you're militant about your Dropbox. Yes. So everything goes into my Dropbox. Right now I have So I have like 10 main folders. I have a folder for in-progress writing. I create Word docs like a post that I might want to write for the future. Sometimes I just have an idea. So I set up a a Word doc there. I have a file with a book that I might write someday. And I just go in and I add ideas there. I have a file that I call assets, which just has like my blog's media kit, um, my bio, headshots, um, fonts, a style guide for my blog, my logo, just like anything that I get asked for quickly. I I do that. Um, I have a pitches folder, which is just um, different pitches that we've written to brands so that I can just like copy off of that. Um, I have one called, which is photos. Um, All of my blog photos are, I get them from my photographers. I rename them. I crop them for the blog. And then I save the original file and then the new file. And then I put the original file into an archive. So it goes into Dropbox, but then it's not into my in my computer. So if I do need the original file, because sometimes I need the bigger thing, like mm-hmm. a brand will be like, oh my gosh, we loved this photo you took. Like, would you send us the high res? And then I can go into the archive and get that for them. But it's not taking up des- desktop space. I have um, oh, a folder right now called 2020 Projects. I have a folder like this. It go- gets archived at the end of the year. Um, and this is all in Dropbox, which I love because it just – all of my devices, my phone, my laptop, my desktop, all sync off of Dropbox. And I have within that, I then have folders for each active project. Like right now, I have one for Amazon. I have one for the party I'm throwing next week. I have one for Shambord, one for Headspace, one for Rent the Runway, and one for Sephora. Those are like the thing, the brands I'm working with right now. Um, then I have one another folder called Stripe Shared, which I share with my assistant and we both work off of that. So like any graphics that we're creating, um, things that I need her to set up, I just drop it into there and she automatically gets it. Then um, oh, I have one for performance recaps, just the recaps I send to brands after the campaign ends so they can see how amazing it was and why they need to work with me again. I think that's it. I had a gift guides one, but that got archived because I'm not doing that right now. Gift guide season's over. But I keep it really tight within every – everything is just properly labeled and then, like, little folders with inside the big folders. But my whole – like, if if my Dropbox went away, like, I don't know what would happen. It would be really bad. <laughs> it would be really bad. Do you have any other tools or things that you use for digital organization? 
Um, Google Docs. I use a lot of Google Docs. Um, I think it's really Dropbox and Google Docs. I don't like to be reliant on too many different things. I just have those two. I'm Google Calendar, obviously. We're both really obsessive about our calendars. Well, we have a whole specific bucket to talk about, about calendars. Yeah. I have a lot to say there, you know. Yes. My thing is mostly my um my Dropbox. It's it's really really orderly like and I really rely on it a lot mm. from both my phone and my um desktop and laptop. I also really like it because I travel a lot and I don't keep anything stored on the like the local hard drive for either computer. It's all in Dropbox and then I can just easily like work off of things without being like, "Oh, is that on that computer?" Really helps. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? So I am a reluctant convert to Dropbox when we started the podcast. Yeah, you didn't. You weren't thrilled. I was like, no, we're doing. I'm like, this is non-negotiable. I used to use Google Drive for everything. And you were like, no, we have to do it on Dropbox. But I will say, so I do like Dropbox. And I've become more and more reliant because my computer is about to explode. So I don't have a desktop computer. I thought about getting one when I moved. And I, I put it off. And I'm glad that I did because I will say, to be honest, that I work way more for my kitchen island than I do for my desk. Oh, interesting. But um, so I just have a laptop and um, I got my laptop kind I, I my computer died and I got my laptop in the first six months of having the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really thinking about how my needs would change. The thing I will say is that audio files are enormous for the podcast. Oh, and so, so even if I have just like a couple that are locally synced from Dropbox to my computer, my computer is going haywire. Like I have no space on my computer. So I'm really trying. I It feels stupid to get a new computer when there's nothing wrong with this one. But yeah. I have a MacBook Air and it's so tiny. It's not meant for anything like this. The audio files clog up my MacBook Pro. I have um, – I don't put – so that Dropbox folder for the podcast, I don't sync to my computer, to my laptop. I always have to unsync it. But sometimes if I'm listening to a preview of an episode, it has to download locally. So yeah. I have – so, okay. So I downloaded this thing. It seems reputable. I found it online. But it's called Clean My Mac. And it's a plugin. And it first of all, it tells you how much space is available. And then you can also run – um like a search and it'll find things on your computer that can be deleted to free up space. Um, but currently, I have 11 gigabytes open on my computer, which is not that much. It's like the bar is like, it's like 99% oh, no. used. Oh, no. So I'm like constantly trying to like, I constantly get down to five and then I have to find some things to delete so that my computer starts working. And it runs really slowly. Mine only has 22 gig available, actually. So I'm I'm not much further behind. Yeah. Yet. I need a, I, the answer is that I need to get a bigger computer next time I get one, but I'm not going to replace mine until it like needs to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been using Dropbox way more and this clean my Mac thing is actually kind of great cuz it'll find like your um your cached files and like I'm going to get that. Your Gchat history. It it costs money. I think it's like $20 a year. It's not a lot of money. Okay. But um it makes me less nervous the fact that it costs money. It feel, that makes it feel like more reputable. Me too actually. I'm like, okay. Me too. But um, yeah, I'm having some digital issues based on storage size. Um, and then on email, I well, I guess like all of my digital stuff, like I'll tell you about my calendar, but I'm very militant about 
email and calendar organization. So we had a guest on and I won't say who it was, but she was telling us and it ended up getting cut from the episode because she was so embarrassed. But she was telling us that she has like, you know, like 10, the 10,000 emails that are unread. Like, you know oh, yeah. how there's two types of people where it's like the people on their phone who have the bubble that are like one or two and like the people who are like 4,097. Uh-huh. She was one of those people. And I was like, she was like, well, what do you do with your emails? And I was like, what do you mean? What do I do with my emails? Yeah, so, I respond to them and then I file them away. Well, yeah, so I thought this was really... What are you doing, you savage? I know, I agree. But I was like, oh, I thought this was really intuitive and isn't worth talking about. But after talking to her, who is a really smart person who I like, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't intuitive. So funny. So I use um, the priority inbox setup. So I don't like the tabbed inbox at the top that's like primary primary promotions social social. I don't like that yeah so I have mine set up as the priority inbox so there's three sections but it's all on the same screen Mm -hmm. so the top section is unread the second section is starred and then the third section is everything else okay and I really like that because then I can like keep starred things in its own smaller bucket oh I want to do that how do I do that okay so you find it in settings and then you go to inbox, and then you go to inbox type, and it's called priority inbox. And so I do that. And then for my starred, I also have three different colors of stars enabled. You can enable as many as you want, but I have, and this is super arbitrary, but I have yellow, red, and purple. And I use them kind of differently. Like the yellow is just general. Red is like, this is really urgent. Mm -hmm. And then purple I use where it's like a to-do, where it's not that I need to respond to the email, but it's like I need to, I don't know, like pull a report for a client that's going to take a while and isn't just writing an email. Or it's like I need to print the return label and like return this. So it's like not something that I can just deal with by responding to the email. Okay. Um, But I find that having different color stars is really helpful because then I can like visually see my inbox and be like okay here's how many red things there are I have a lot I need to deal with or like oh no these are just yellow like right now in my inbox I have um yellow stars for like my credit card bill but it's not due yet like an email from a podcast um listener that I have to respond to but like it isn't urgent it's just like I don't want to forget about it oh I like that yeah so I'm into that and then um I use folders. So after I read an email, I either delete it if it's like not important and I'll never need to reference it again, or I have individual folders for each client if it's a work thing, or then I have folders for receipts. I have a folder for the podcast. I have a personal folder. I have an admin folder. I have a general freelance folder. So just like everything goes into a folder. Mm Mm-hmm. And that way, like, it exists, but it's not in my inbox. I like that. Yeah. Is this interesting to anyone? Like, I feel like this is so nerdy. I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's take a quick sponsor break. So we are so excited to be working with Rent the Runway this month. So I've been using their unlimited service on and off for about a year and a half and then consistently since last April. And I'm obsessed. So basically, every time somebody compliments something I'm wearing – you can bet that it's from Rent the Runway. 
So I even got Grace to use it, which I'm really proud of. She did. I was influenced. So Becca got me into it when we first started doing our live shows. I wanted something special to wear to each of those events. But I mean, it's quite stressful to try and buy new dresses for every single one of those shows. Um, So it really helped me to have like cute things to wear. And then you just return them when you're done. Um, here's how it works. You pick four or more styles at a time per shipment for work, weekend, a night out, or something completely different. It's up to you. Um, I really love their selection of dresses. I usually rent at least like two or two dresses with every order, just so that if I have an event or something fun come up, I always have something to wear. But besides dresses, they also have coats, sweaters, accessories. We've talked about their jewelry on here before. They have everything. I've gotten really into their sweaters this year. Yeah, I like their sweaters a lot. I think it's fun because I will rent something that I wouldn't necessarily spend money on to own. Mm-hmm. Like I had this sweater that I, I've I'm kind of tempted to buy it, but it's like it was like a four hundred dollar sweater, and it was like pink, and it's not something that I would probably buy, but I loved it, and it was like, oh yeah, I'll wear it a few times and I'll return it. I like how you can just try something that you maybe it wouldn't buy like I would never buy like I had this red sweater with a big shoe on it I would never buy that for like $300 but to rent it you're like oh this is fun yeah it's so great it makes me more adventurous for sure so you can style and wear your items however you want for as long as you want and when you're ready to for something new you can return your styles one at a time or all at once I have a system I try to have two at home and two in the mail at all times so I always have something rent the runway in my closet oh that's so smart And then dry cleaning, insurance, and two-day shipping is all included, so it makes the experience totally stress-free. I still remember when you first got me to sign up, I felt like absolutely drunk with wardrobe options and power. Like I just felt like I have this like revolving closet, like the closet on Clueless. Um, They just have such a good selection. And I think it's really, really fun because you can try out new designers, shapes, silhouettes, colors, or trends that you're maybe not sure about before you commit to them. Yeah, I've definitely discovered some – I've definitely bought a lot of my Rent the Runway pieces. You can also buy pieces and you get a discount. I've bought a few things too. So I think it's crazy. This stat like, really put it into perspective for me. So the average Rent the Runway customer wears $33,000 worth of designer clothing a year. And they're saving both money and time. It's only $159 a month. That's crazy value. Crazy. So they have over 600 designers and they're adding more every week. And the shipping is also very fast. It's two days or less. And you can do returns at select WeWork spaces in New York, D.C., Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, and Miami. They also have stores in New York, Chicago, Georgetown, San Francisco, and Topanga where you can go try things on in person and you can swap out your items. Lastly, as a member, if you want to do one of their traditional rentals, you'll automatically get 25% off four-day and eight-day rentals. And if for some reason you aren't using the service anymore, it's really easy to pause or cancel your membership anytime right online. So we're really, really excited because we have an amazing offer for you. If you go to renttherunway.com and enter code BOP, you will get $200 off of your 60-day trial, which is the brand's best offer yet. So this is an incredible savings. Um, I just want to say it again. The code is BOP at renttherunway.com for $200 off your first 60-day trial. Seriously, if you feel like you're in a wardrobe rut, I genuinely cannot recommend this enough. It is like It seems melodramatic to say, but it has changed my life. So back to the episode, we're going to talk about calendaring and planners. And Becca's going to probably get up on a soapbox here. I'm ready. I pulled out my soapbox. 
Yeah. So, okay. So it's been interesting because I have come into this practice that I think works really well for me, but I always wanted to be a paper planner person. I just always, I think they're cute. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a paper planner person. But the thing is, is that it's not very flexible. So then when you have to change anything, it like all goes to shit. Mm -hmm. And like the bullet journaling system, like I'm like, that takes more time to set up than it has usefulness. Wait, I'm going to show you a planner that's actually really cool because I just got a paper planner that I actually like. I mean, I'll look at it, but I think my I think I like my digital system. Yeah. So, okay. So I started – okay. So I'm going to read a listener email because I think it will answer a lot of questions. Okay. So this person said – she wrote to us and she said, I'm intrigued by Becca's calendar blocking trick for organizing her work week, but wondering how she deals with calls, emails, and urgent requests that interrupt time that's blocked off to work on projects. I work in a law firm and get interrupted with urgent questions. It seems like every question lately is marked as urgent from clients and colleagues all day long to the point where I have a hard time doing any actual drafting or document review unless it's after work hours or on the weekend. Obviously not ideal and is one of my major complaints about my job. So did you use calendar blocking when you worked at a corporate job? And if so, did you just have to learn to ignore any distractions and let people deal with slower response times when you were working on a project? Any other tips? So... I started this because I was having the same problem when I worked at Lola. So especially managing a team, I felt like, first of all, it, we worked in an open plan office. So people were just like, not only was it my calendar time, but it was like my physical time of people coming up to me and being like, can we talk about this? I have a question. So um, I felt like I was like a professional meeting attender where my whole day was just meetings. Yeah. And, you know, whether it was with my team or cross-functionally or external. And then if I ever had free time, I was getting accosted by everyone. So I started making fake meetings in my calendar. I started just, if I knew that I had to do things, I would just make it an event and I would put it in my calendar and then I would a lot of times hide. But, you know, I would like go sit on a couch or like not be at my desk so that I wasn't accostable. Mm -hmm. And I like developed this system when I worked in-house because I felt the same thing. Like I wasn't getting anything done. And I felt like I wasn't getting the important stuff that I actually needed to get done done. Yeah. So, okay. So here's the calendar system that I have devised. It is totally arbitrary. So feel free to adjust it in any way that works for you. Okay. So basically what I do is I have the base level of my calendar is anything that's recurring. So if I have to do reporting for a client every Monday or if I have a recurring call or meeting, anything that I know is going to be in my calendar, then any important appointments like a doctor's appointment or a pitch meeting, like anything that's like a big thing is part of my base layer. And then for me, workouts and social plans. Like, I like those to be the first thing in my calendar. Mm -hmm. And then the second layer is things that you need to get done that week. So sometimes when I was in-house, I would just block off two hours and I would just name it work or, you know, just like put time in my calendar to do either specific tasks or just like clean up my inbox or, you know, work on X, Y, Z. So the things that like... This is what I'm getting paid for. This is what I need to do. Because I feel like so often meetings are like not actually that useful. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, 
I want to touch base on this or, you know, it's like status updates. Like it's not actually moving things forward. Most meetings could be emails. It's so true. So and then I my third layer is meetings and calls, but I plan those around the leftover time. So for me, I'm most productive in the morning. So I try to have my work blocks in the morning so that I'm using my most productive time when my brain is sharpest. And then, you know, if like somebody reaches out to me for a meeting, if there's extra time in my calendar, I'll slot it in. But if not, I'll kind of go to the next week and I'll say, or the week after, and I'll be like, okay, well, where is their time in my calendar that isn't interfering with my layer of stuff that like actually is productive and I need to do? Um, And I, I'm not like overly rigid about it. Like I move things around all the time where I'll usually do it a few days at a time. So like if urgent things come up, I'll move things later in the week. Or if I don't get to something, I'll move it to the next day. And that's why I like having a digital calendar rather than a paper calendar. I just use Google Calendar and then you can drag the blocks around. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I don't do it to be overly stressed, but I do try to schedule like I actually go down to half hour blocks for tasks. And that way I feel like it gives me a realistic sense of what I can do in a day. Because otherwise, like, I can just brain dump onto a paper list and be like, here's 79 things that I need to do today. And then you only do three and you're like, oh, I feel shitty about myself. Whereas if you put it in your calendar based on how much time you think each task will take, you're like, okay, here's what I can get done in a day. And, like, you can measure your productivity in a, I guess, in a more realistic way. Yeah. And then I have, like, a backlog list of, like, okay, here's the other 76 things on the to-do list and, like, I'll start pr- slotting those in tomorrow and the next day and the next day. But it, it makes me feel better because I'm not just looking at a never-ending to-do list that I'm like, can't conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I have a color system, which is always the most common question that I get. Like, um, I feel like whenever I talk about my calendar, though, the one thing that people want to know about is the color system, which is totally made up. Yeah, I don't I, – I, I see those questions that you get on your Q&As and I'm like – why does it matter? Like, why does it pick her colors? Yeah. So I'll tell you my color system in case it is helpful for you. But like, make up your own. I don't I've developed mine completely arbitrarily based on what colors I like. And I don't know. Okay. So I use yellow for personal things. I use pink for calls. I use orange for meetings outside of my house. I use purple for travel. I use teal for workouts, and I use coral for the podcast because it's the closest to the color of our logo. Do you want to know my colors? Wait, and I have one more. I use gray for any kind of like task that I'm doing, or I also use it for transit time. Yeah, and then I move, and then the grays I know can be moved if I need to. Yeah. What's your system? I do gray for when I know I need to be home. I do light blue for blog stuff. I do. Dark blue for podcast stuff. I do yellow for workouts and green for anything fun because green is my favorite color. Yeah, see, it doesn't matter what colors. You can just like yeah. make up your own system. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I feel like I need to mention with regards to calendar is that I can't live without my giant lined post-it notes that I use for my lists. You love those. I love them so much because it's the exact right size for like what I can get done in a day. Yeah. And then I just have a pad of them and then I just make a new list. It's ugh, they're the best. Why doesn't everyone love them? 
I don't love them. I love them. I think they're ugly. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. But a, I, a regular post-it note is too small, and I get annoyed when my handwriting isn't exactly straight. Yeah. They're perfect. I write pretty straight, and I use I generally use um, notepads from hotels. I always steal them because they're like that perfect length. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. They're not usually lined, though. No, I don't I don't want them to be lined. <sighs> don't like lines. That's too fast and loose for me. I don't want I don't want lines. Oh. I think it looks prettier to just write it out. Um, what is your what are your calendar tips? How do you organize yourself? So I organize pretty similar to how you do because of just being around you. I was like, that's a good idea. Like I love how you started blocking out transit time for things. Um, it makes such a big difference. Yes. My one thing is that I do try and leave like a 15 to 30 minute buffer between tasks because I don't like to feel rushed. I like to feel like there's like time to have a break in between things. Like I would never want to finish a shoot and then go right into a podcast recording. Like I want to have like 15 minutes in between things just to kind of decompress. Yeah, it's really similar to yours. I block off from 8 to 930 every morning because I don't want to have meetings at that time. Um, because you have access to my calendar and Kristen, who does my partnerships, also has access to it. Kristen's on the West Coast, though, so she never puts early morning meetings on my I'm not calendar. a morning person. I would never block something before 930. I know. I just want to know people to know that that's off limits. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about me. I'm not a human at 930 usually. Yeah, I know. That's true. I'm still sitting, drinking my coffee and like going yeah. through my inbox. So I do that. And then I just got sent this planner. It's from a brand called Ink and Bolt. First of all, I like the aesthetic. Like it just looks like a plain old notebook. Mine's cobalt blue. And you open it up. And at the beginning, you set your yearly goals. Full disclosure, I've only set a few. But then you move into um, your monthly goals. So every month you have a tab where you list out your goals, what you're going to do there, and also what you should celebrate, which I like because oh, I'm not always fun. good at celebrating. Then there's a full calendar. So on the calendar, I write down – there's you know three things that are important to me right now. Like I write down my travel plans. I write down um, – and this is in addition to the digital calendar. I It's very um, duplicate, but I, I like having that kind of like doing it twice. I write down all my workouts and every day that I meditate um, because – like it's almost like checking off a box. It feels yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Then I have you go through your monthly goals. So I write down the things that are really important. You, it says like this month I will. Then it says for the next 31 days I want to do these things. I want to make this happen because. And then you write down your plan of action. And then every week you have like a blank page, which is where I put important notes. So for last week I put um, just some notes where I need to stop having anxious thoughts and just do it. That was just a thing that was on my mind. I have a little to-do list for things I want my assistant to do. I have my notes from the Amazon meeting because I'm going to need to keep those handy for our next meeting. Just things I know I'm going to want to reference. Like not a lot goes on that page. Then you do your weekly goals. So I had my weekly goals for this week were to go to yoga three times, to meditate every day, um, to finish all the follow-ups for my party next week, and to get the Amazon mood board done and obviously that's on top of like my regular work but it's just good to write those big priorities down i like that there's like a sense of accountability on a weekly level yeah so then underneath the goals it has a box called reflect and celebrate so when i finished um the mood board i wrote mood board is done that just felt good writing it down then i wrote um i'm going to charleston this weekend and that's just something i'm excited about personally then you have a weekly outlook and the way it's structured is every day morning at noon and night but the way I structure it is I write my important tasks that I have to do in the morning bucket 
in the afternoon bucket, I write down all of my meetings and like places I have to be. And then on the bottom, I write my follow ups. So that's more, mm. it's more of a to do list than a planner. See, I'm looking at this and this would drive me nuts because um, the cross offs of like you've done it, I like for some reason, I don't like to look at that. Like, oh, I so like even it. if I get on my to do list, if I do too many things and I just start a fresh to do list because otherwise, yeah. I don't know, it stresses me out for some reason. I love it. I, I find think because it, really it looks satisfying. Messy. I like it. And I think I have nice handwriting and I like, think it looks kind of artsy. Um, so then I've all, like, I've already started working on next week. So I've laid out everything I need to shoot, everything Lauren needs to work on well, um, during the week. And I don't know, I just feel really organized and I like having it all here in one place, in one little book. And I think this is pretty, like, this is just something I'm like proud to carry around. It's like a pretty little book. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah. Wait, one thing I'm curious about from you. So you are an, like, you tend to do a lot of work at night. Do you actually schedule that or is that just overflow? Like, how do you plan knowing that that's when you're most productive or like? It's not planned. I'm trying not to work at night, but I always end up. Well, didn't you say that's like when you're most? It's when I'm most creative and my brain is most turned on. Yeah. Like right now I want a nap. And when I finish my nap, I'm probably going to do a bunch of work till like 10. So you don't like calendar that where you're like Mm -hmm. 7 to 10. Here's what I'm going to do. No, but you know what that is, is all the shit I didn't do today because I was tired. Got it. And working on the party. Yeah. And Amazon stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you have a system where you're like, okay, no, two nights a week. I know that I'm going to like. I don't mean to. Like tonight I was going to watch movies, but I'm going to work because, but I'm also going to take a nap because I'm tired. Okay. Yeah. So I think the next little bucket is kind of back to physical organization, talking about home. So we got a lot of questions, a lot of questions about cleaning and stuff, and we'll answer some cleaning questions. But um, I think organizing your home can be really hard. Like I'm pretty uptight about how I want my place to look. Um, The mail and blog deliveries can be a, a lot. So I literally have to purge every week. That was a big question we got asked in the Q&A box was how often to purge. I'm like, I go through my stuff like constantly. I don't. I I would say I maybe purge once or twice a year. I obviously don't have a lot of stuff being delivered other than books. And I keep unread books in my office. And then I have plenty of shelf space for books that I've read. But um, I don't purge that often. I mean, I do think... I don't think the average person should need to purge that often. I, I mean, there's nothing I love more than moving and the big moving purge. Because I think when you move, it makes you more objective where you're like... I don't want to put this in a box and schlep this to another place and find a place for it. Totally. So when I moved, I was like, let's do it. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you there. Um, My purge process is kind of like it's an ongoing thing. And then I have like systems in place like beauty products. I do like a monthly donation. I give a lot to my friends. I like I pull. I'm like, oh, Becca might like this. And and I pull things aside or like like my guy friends get like all the stuff for like oily skin. Um. I give a lot to my cleaning lady. Um, she like loves beauty products. I recently learned, so interesting. I give her a lot of stuff, um, and I never. I'm saying interesting because we have the same cleaning lady, and I didn't know that about her. Not because yeah, no, she loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like I. It's generous, but also selfish because I'm always trying to get rid of things. I always, whenever I go to a party, I always show up with a bag of beauty products. People love it, so that's yeah. fun. It's, it's my party trick. Um, books. I'm always mailing boxes to my aunt who lives my aunt Jean. Hi Jean. Yeah. She's one of our number one podcast listeners. And my mom and my sisters. I think 
like I love getting books, especially when there's thought behind it and someone's like, oh, Grace would love this book. So I try and be really thoughtful and mail them boxes of books. Um, So I had dinner with my friend Allie the other night and she came with a tote bag full of books that she was returning to me. And I was like, why are you giving these back to me? Oh my God. I'm always like, do not give these back. I was like, I gave these to you. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want it back. That's really cute. It was very nice. I, I mean, there are certain books that I will not loan out because I feel like I want to keep them. Like as or um. Oh my god! Do you know what Alex did to save me the plums? I'm I'm mad. I'm not really mad. Oh, what? Her cat threw up all over it. I mean, she couldn't control that. Her cat hates me though. He's thrown up on two of my books. Interesting. This cat, like, if he sees me, I like he's a really like chill cat. Everyone loves him. When he sees me, he charges at me and hisses and growls. You knew it was your book. Yeah, I think he did. Well, Alex was like, he knows when it's your book and he throws up on all your books. Interesting. Um, Sorry, that was a sidebar. Yeah. No, I was saying that I won't loan out books. Like um, Emma Straub wrote a note in the front of All Adults Here. So like I won't give that to somebody else because that's really nice and yes. meaningful. If it's a signed book, I'll lend it to some friends, but I'll be like, I want it back. Yeah. But otherwise, if I give somebody a book, I'm like, no, find a new home for it. Yes, same. This is a rehoming system. Yeah, exactly. And I also have been mailing one of my good friends who is also a really big reader is pregnant right now and has just been had morning sickness and just been really tired. So I also have been trying to mail her a box of books every month. That's nice. Yeah. Do you have any sort of purging advice or systems that you do? No, I just don't like I I don't like stuff or clutter. Yeah, same. I don't have a choice in the matter, though. It just comes. So, I mean, I just don't. I try to acquire less less stuff. Yeah, same. And if it doesn't have a place, then like something else needs to be gotten rid of to make it a place. Yeah, everything needs a place. So there's, I mean, there's very few things in my home right now because I, my new apartment is much larger than my previous apartment that I'm like not on a one in one out system. But like if it in my old apartment or if it gets to that, like it was like, oh, I got like new mugs and there's like not room. It's like when well, the old mugs get thrown out. Yeah. I just did that actually. I just got new mugs. Yeah. And got rid of my old mugs. Yeah. So it's like. I'm on a strict one in one out. Like there is no room for more stuff. I want to have like 30% less stuff. So it's like one in three out. Yeah. Like I'm not saying I'm a minimalist. I just, um, it irks me to have stuff that is doesn't have a place. Agreed. So what about closets? So closets were a big request. Yes. So you have a very unconventional closet system. I sure do. Um, well, first of all, New York closets are pretty tricky. And I live in a we both live in like pretty big apartments. You have a nice walk-in closet. I do not. My bedroom has a small closet. I don't know, it's maybe like th- four feet wide. Um, and it's fine. It's actually pretty deep. So I can like put, I have a lot of storage boxes that are like, I got those, um, I love the laundress and they make these beautiful, like white linen boxes, which are perfect for stashing swimsuits and travel toiletries and kind of like all of those things you don't regular, regularly use. But, um, what I had to do when I moved in here, because I do have a lot of clothes and I, that is one thing, like my clothes are very special to me. Like I buy something not because it's trendy or because um, I want to wear it once. Like if I buy something, like I want to keep it. And um, I have a lot and I'm proud of my wardrobe. I feel like everything in there is like really special and makes me really happy. But because of that, I have three rolling garment racks hidden behind that palm leaf fabric in my living room. Yeah, you've made like a makeshift closet. I had to make a makeshift closet. And one of my goals for this year, I think, is to – 
get somebody to like install a more permanent system with like rods and maybe some shelves and like build up to the ceiling so that I can take better advantage of that space. But um, it works for me right now. I have like a system in place. I have um, everything is sorted by type and silhouette. And then within that, it's sorted by color. So an example of that would be all of my tops are sorted by sleeve length style. So like long sleeves and short sleeves. Well, there's three quarter sleeves between that. And then um, tank tops and then like camisoles with like the spaghetti straps. And then within that, it's sorted by color. So Oh, wow. It's pretty, there, there is a, a method to my madness. Then dresses are all sorted by length and sleeve length. And then, um, I mean, it's hard because sometimes I, I have like a whole section for sequin dresses because I have a lot of sequin oh, dresses. I do by color, but I don't do by um, that, subtype. That was a trick I learned like a year and a half ago. Hoarder, Hoarderly came in. If you guys need a good organization service, I love Hoarderly. They're really, really nice. And they will take every single thing out of your closet and then put it back in so that everything has a home. I mean, I have less clothing than you. So I feel like if I took my dresses and did it by length and sleeve length, there would be like one thing of each color and then it wouldn't actually be organized by anything. It would just be like random color organized. But I think it's important to have a system that works for you. Yeah. And that works for me really well. Um, So yeah, I have that sectioned off area. I also, one thing that's really helped me is half of one of the garment racks is reserved for things that are new or things that I want to shoot for the blog. Like if a brand sends me something and I want to remember to shoot it when Carter comes over, I put it in a separate section. I also keep my rent the runway in that section. So I remember like what's come in and like what I have. And like, I tend to pull from that area a lot because it's like the new stuff and the stuff I'm excited about. I also, if like I'm going through my closet and I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't worn that Zimmerman top in a long time. And I really like it. I'll put that in that section so that I'm more likely to reach for it the next time. It's pretty organized. I know it doesn't look organized because there's like a lot of color, a lot of texture, a lot of sequins, a lot of fake fur and weird stuff. But there is a method to my madness. But I really, really want to get like something more professional in place. Like one of the garment racks looks like it's about to topple over. And I was like, we need to fix that. Um. What else can I tell you about closet? The other thing I did was, and I stole this idea from Kat Sunita from uh, from Kat. I got the um, those IKEA bookshelves with the glass doors, and I put all of my shoes and bags in there. Now the funny thing about that was Kat, if you guys follow her, I mean she has a beautiful wardrobe and a beautiful home, but she wears almost exclusively neutrals. So hers is like racks and racks of like beautiful nude and camel and cognac, strappy sandals and pumps all organized together. And like, you know, Chanel and Givenchy bags that are all in the same neutral color family. Mine is like red and purple and palm leaf. And yes, there's plenty of neutrals in there because I have a lot of classics. But you put paper on the inside, right? So yours, I'm getting Oh, yeah. So I had mine set up like cats and I was like, this is a hot mess. Like it looks terrible. So what I, and I also felt like people would come over and they'd be like, oh, what's that bag? Like and opening up my shelves and like touching things. I was like, I'm not here to like have everyone like go through my shoes. Like my shoes might smell. Like, I don't know. Um, So what I did was I went to Mood and I bought this really cool raffia fabric, which looks a little bit – I wanted – what I would have done is got something like with caning because you know how I love caning. Um, I got raffia fabric and I cut it into little inserts and I just glue gunned it to the inside. Yeah. And that – it looks great from the outside. It looks like a hot mess if when you open the door, but no one else is seeing that the the door. And that was a really good solution. So that's kind of like – 
my place where I keep all my favorite things because <laughs> I love my bags and my shoes. It's like, like your children. little mermaid treasure trove. It's my treasure trove. And it's all sorted by color within there, but no one needs to see it because I do have a lot of color, especially with my accessories. Oh, the other cool thing that I bought, which really helped because we both worked for Bobble Bar for so long. And like I've just always loved collecting really fun costume jewelry is I have these jewelry armoires. And if people are going to ask, so if you go to my blog and you search home tour, they're linked there. But they're these amazing little credenzas. I have two of them, as does Deirdre. Deirdre, our friend, um, got me into these. And they're incredible. They just have drawers for everything. The top opens up and it's a mirror and it has space for all of your rings and your stud earrings and like bins. So I put like my favorite like Chanel vintage jewelry goes in one little cubby and everything has like a little cubby. And then on the sides, it has little hooks where you can hang your necklaces, but it's all very seamless. Like I feel like I struggled for so long with solutions for all my jewelry. Like it would be like piles of stuff or dishes or like hooks on the wall with like messy tangled chains and I tried so many different things and I just love having everything really orderly inside of those credenzas. Do you know what? When I moved, so I used to have, used to have it to the, um, that mirror, the jewelry store. Yes. Mirror. That was the first, I had that first. Yeah. So I had that and, um, I had so much jewelry in there from when we worked at Bobble Bar and I got rid of all of it. Oh my God. I, I got rid of all of my Bobble Bar jewelry because it was from, 2012 2013 and it was just like it was statement necklaces and it was stuff and like maybe it'll come back but i was just like i haven't worn any of this in so long i got rid of a lot of that too and like all the statement necklaces that we used to wear yeah i got rid of all of the statement necklaces like i i don't think i kept anything from the time we worked at bobble bar i kept things that are from bobble bar that i acquired later because i still love like yeah. their fun like they have really statement good. earrings and and stuff like that the gold jewelry right now in there is great. I just got those paper uh, safety pin earrings. I'm so excited oh, about them. Yeah, but I got rid of all of the old stuff because I was like, I can sometimes be, if it has a place, having stuff doesn't bother me. Yes. But I was like, I don't know what I'm hanging on to this for. And like, I, I thought the mirror was kind of ugly. And the mirror was hideous. So this is a better solution, the, the armoire. Well, so I, I don't have so much jewelry now that I need that solution, but I will probably get one in the future but um yeah it, it felt really good to get rid of all of that stuff yeah i had a lot of jewelry um pinned to that bust yeah that yeah, bust yeah i had and i got rid of all of that and i just felt so much lighter yeah it's all the statement necklaces i mean maybe we're gonna be kicking ourselves yeah. and they're gonna come back in i know i had ones from like lulu frost and like some nicer ones but too. even still i feel like i would want new different ones yeah because there's always that thing that you want all right, let's take a quick break to talk about Night. So if you've been here a while, you've heard us talk about them again and again, and it's because we love them. Night is the maker of our all-time favorite pillow. So I have been a fan of this pillow for years, way before they became an advertiser. I have struggled with insomnia my whole life, and I've noticed such a huge difference in my sleep quality when I started using this pillow. So the night pillow is a memory foam pillow, and the foam is a little bit thicker and sturdier than a regular pillow, and it really holds its shape during the night, even if you move around. So I am a stomach sleeper. I know I shouldn't sleep on my stomach, but I always end up rolling over and sleeping on my stomach, no matter how hard I try to fall asleep on my back. And this pillow just makes it a lot more comfortable. And I like 
because it has that silk pillowcase, I always worry about like getting weird wrinkles on my face because I sleep on my stomach. So it really helps with that too. Oh, interesting. So yeah, so Grace mentioned that there's a silk pillowcase. So it's great for your skin and it's also really good for your hair. And I especially notice the difference with my hair because usually my blowouts are one and done. Like Grace can stretch one for a week. Five Uh, days, not a week. Close enough. A week, it's like pretty sad looking. Mine is like one night only. But if I sleep on the night pillow with a silk pillowcase, my hair will usually stay nice for an extra day. Not like event worthy, but like going out of the house worthy. And I also want to add that I'm totally obsessed with the scrunchies, which are also made of silk. And I've gotten in the habit, I almost always sleep with one in my hair. And that way I don't wake up with a crease in my hair. So I feel like so many people in our audience told us that they got a night pillow for Christmas. I love that. And I also love that they were the ones. They weren't giving night pillows. They told their friends and family that they wanted one. Yes. So I want to read you guys a review that someone posted in our Facebook group. I loved this. So someone wrote, so... This was a gift for my family for Christmas, and I am in love, all caps. A big priority for me is creating a better sleep environment. I started with no screens in the room and the night pillow, and I'm sleeping so much better. The biggest thing I can vouch for is that I don't wake up with neck and back pain anymore. That's huge. At least once a week before getting the night pillow, I had a kink in my neck, but not for the past few weeks since getting my night pillow. I cannot recommend this pillow enough. And I'm so glad that I found out about it from the Bad on Paper podcast. That's incredible. Also, you don't have to take our word for it or this person's from Facebook. Knight has an amazing return policy. So if you buy the pillow, you can sleep on it for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, you can return it. No questions asked. So if one of your goals is to get more sleep or better sleep in 2020, you've got to try the night pillow. Head to discovernight.com and enter code BOP20 and you can get 20% off your order. Again, that's code BOP20 at discovernight.com for 20% off your order. Let's get back to the episode. Becca, let's talk, talk to me about closets. I don't know that I have very many tips. So this is, I will say this is the largest closet I've had you have since a nice, living in New York. Nice closet. It's a walk-in, but it's not big. Like, it's not like those blogger closets where you have like a... It's like you can fit your body and maybe one other person in there. Sure. Maybe two. I mean, if we're... If we're using it as a panic room, maybe, but not as like... I I feel like three of us could have like a teapot party on the floor in your closet. I don't think that's true. Maybe two. Maybe two people plus Tyrion? Sure. Sure. So this closet is bigger, but it's not well set up. So I definitely agree that I would not mind having a professional, like the equivalent of California closets, if that still exists, comes in. I was doing research. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, like I feel like I could have stacked rods instead of I just have one rod on each side of the closet at kind of a medium height or like, you know, put in shelving or something. Anyway, it could definitely be used better. So I guess the things that I would say that have made a difference. So I think having all the same hangers. Yes. I was going to say this in mine. Do you have the black velvet yeah. hangers? I have Those are the only hangers I use. Yeah. they're. I mean, they're. I actually think I have multiple brands of them, but you know, they're from like Bed Bath & Beyond. They're the really thin ones. Yeah. Get them on Amazon. Just oh, yeah. search like flocked velvet hangers. Yeah. So I have all the same hangers. Use. I face them all the same way, which it maybe makes, makes a, difference. a difference to nobody but me. Um. So I have all of my hanging stuff. And then um, I'm kind of a little bit of a Carrie Bradshaw when it comes to folded stuff. So I have 
a dresser. And then I also have folded stuff. So there's some shelves at the back of my closet. So I have folded stuff on there. And then I also... What does it mean to be Carrie Bradshaw about your folding? Well, wait. And then I also have in my dining room, my dining room credenza is all clothes. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, I mean, I just... Yeah. I have more clothing stuff than I have... Home stuff. Home stuff. So... Okay. And it's because I didn't used to have a dining room. So maybe it'll change. But like the yeah. dining room... As you start getting more placemats and tableware. Yeah. The two, di- the two dining room... They're actually technically dressers. It's all sweaters. That's amazing. I had no idea. And I actually one is towels because I don't have any kind of like linen closet situation. Oh, I wish I had a li- Mine are all in my windowsill. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. don't have a place for them. Yeah. So I definitely, my my folded stuff is kind of just like throughout my apartment. Mm-hmm. But one thing that's made a really big difference is that I got these shelf dividers. I got them from the container store. They're super cheap and they basically just like hook on to a shelf and they divide it because mm-hmm. otherwise I everything falls over yeah the minute you take something out everything falls over it's a mess mm-hmm. so I have them on my shelves in my closet and I have like purses are on one shelf I have sweaters and jeans on another shelf and it just keeps it more organized yeah so that it's not constantly just like a hot mess mm-hmm. so that's made a big difference um I have under bed bins do you no I don't like oh. the look of things under the bed. I don't have anything under my bed. You have a king size bed. So if you put it far enough in and back, you can't see it. Mm, I don't know. I don't want anything under my bed. Oh, yeah. No, I totally what think. Do you, what do you keep under there? Coats off season. So it's it's off season stuff. So like yeah. right now there's like shorts and like really summery dresses. And um, I put that stuff in my crawl space. I don't have a crawl space. Yeah, I got so I have a. Everyone always asks me this because they see the latch when I post my outfits. Um, I do have a like a four foot crawl space under my apartment. Yeah, so I don't have that. So I put stuff in under bed bins. Yeah, um, and then the other thing. So coats. I don't have a coat closet, which is me either. I would love a coat closet. Me too. I used to have one in my old apartment. I I two tiny closets. They were both smaller than your your closet, but it was nice to have a coat closet. So. What I did was right when you walk into my apartment, I put up a coat rack. Um, It's like, you know, like hooks. And then it also has a shelf where I can keep like sunglasses or hats or stuff like that. And then um, I just got a like a rolling rack. I got it from West Elm on Black Friday. It's actually not that great quality, so I don't know that I recommend it. But I got a like hanging rack where I can put extra coats that I have in like there's like a breezeway between my bedroom and my kitchen yeah so I put a a rack in there oh perfect and the other thing that I found useful is so for shoes I got these cubbies from the container store and they each hold 12 pairs of shoes but they're like the cubbies are smaller so they're it's wood and they're I have two stacked on top of each other and I could stack a third on top of that if I wanted to but I think it keeps everything like visible but organized like I don't like those um like the plastic pocket door ones or like shoes are just like shoes are expensive you want to treat them with care not shoes are expensive but it's like shoes take up space so it's like you need some kind of I like my bookshelves well yeah but I think that's kind of an unrealistic thing because like it happens to fit in your space but like I wouldn't have anywhere in my those cubbies sound like they take up space no they're they're tiny because it's like basically the size of a pair of shoes so it's like each cubby is like maybe three feet wide and like two feet tall and so then I have it like I so then I have two of them stacked on top where do you have them in my in my closet okay under clothes 
No. And then on top of it, I just have like shelf space where I like I keep my soul cycle bag with okay. my spin shoes on top of it or I'll keep like my run the my garment bag or whatever on top of it. But I could stack a third one too because right now it's only up to probably like my ribs. Okay. Like it's not yeah. high. Like you could put another one on top of it. Okay. But I found that that works well. Yeah. I'll I'll link it in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. I think they still have them. But yeah, I don't have a lot of good closet tips. I'm kind of just like making do with what I have. I wish I had like a very um, well-utilized closet. Yeah. I think if I'm giving tips, my two biggest things are to work with a service like Hoarderly if you're able to. I think they're just so smart and like gave me so many like just even like folding advice on like how to like where to how to like put things back together. And then um, the laundress. I think they have so many beautiful storage items for your closet. Like I love their linen boxes. I have a um, a hanging divider and I actually use the hanging divider for all of my um, all of my scarves and things. I just think that they're they're really nice. They're pretty to look at, but they're also really effective. Yeah. Well, I guess kind of wrap it up because we want to talk about cleaning. What are I want to talk about what are the best organizational purchases you've made? I would say my best purchases. Um, my under the sink drawers in the bathroom, those are like these silver little baskets and they I can pull them out like kind of like drawers almost. And I have one for hair products, one for like I just have so many beauty products because I'm always testing things. So that really helped because I don't have a medicine cabinet. So there's always just like so much stuff. Along those lines, I also have this like beauty lazy Susan, which is all of these things are linked in my Amazon shop, by the way. Um, but it's wonderful because it has like all these little spaces for like smaller bottles and cosmetics and mascara and everything. It just keeps everything kind of tidy and in one place. And then the other thing I have are these command ledges, which people freak out about anytime I post them, but they're just these little ledges from command and they stick to tile walls and you can like I just keep all of my it's almost like a virtual medicine cabinet. Can I ask you a question that I know is gonna annoy you? Yes. Have you ever – do you ever knock the stuff off of it? No. Never? I think – well, there was one thing on the end and the shower curtain used to always knock things off. What? Even the ones in your shower? No. Oh, I thought you would be constantly like – Maybe I'm just clumsy, but – I don't know. I I like get frustrated because I've had people stay in my apartment and knock like tons of shit down. I think I'm just really careful. Okay. Um, but those ledges have made such a difference because I do, I have a lot of, I like to have seven shower gels and I like to have like five serums I'm testing. Gotta have a system. So you have to have a system. Um, those shelves j- just make such a difference and they do not fall off. Like I've had them up for, I've lived in my apartment for almost three years now and they've stayed up since I put them up. That makes sense. I was just concerned about the knocking stuff yeah. off. I I don't put things on the very edge of the shelf mm. because if I do, then it gets knocked off. Because I knock things out of my medicine cabinet all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I well, think of you as such a careful, organized person. It's because there's like two – I think it's because there's two layers. So if I try to get like dry shampoo is in the back because it's um like a bigger bottle. So yeah. I'll like knock out the stuff that's in the front row. I knock things off of my Lazy Susan thing all the time because it's $20 and not very well made. Mm. But it – is solving a major problem for me right now. So I love it. Other thing that I have that you got me to do was the pan organizer. Yes. So Becca found this thing. It is like a little wire rack and it has a shelf for every pan. So like all of those like saute pans and 
skillets and my pan that I make my omelets in, they all just get neatly stacked because I would find that what would happen was they would all be in a pile and then I would pull one out and then everything would fall over and it yes. was a nightmare. So Becca told me about this and I was like, this is the best thing ever. It's like such a stupid, cheap thing. Like it's less than $20. It makes such a difference. Yes, they're they're great. The other thing, I said my jewelry are more already, but I just love them. The bat, I have these little, um, also from the container store, these like raffia baskets and I have them under my dresser and under one of my credenzas. That's where I keep my socks, my cat toys, stationery, like just different like little loose items just to keep, okay. keep things orderly. I have one for tights. I keep my gym socks separate from my like wool socks because like they're, it's annoying when you're like in a rush to get to the gym and you like can't find real gym socks. So there's that. I love all my laundress stuff. I talked about them before, but I really think the biggest thing is pairing back. And I'm like, again, I'm working on this. Like it's a work in progress because there's just, I just have so much crap, but the less stuff you have, the more easy it is to be organized. Totally. Yeah. How about you? Um, Large line post-it notes for life organization. I really can't recommend them enough. I know they're not for you, but I love them. Well, you like lines and I don't like lines, which is just a yeah. fundamental difference in our in our styles of taking notes. Yeah. Um, the pan organizer for sure has made such a big difference. So good. The under sink drawers. I, I'm curious to see if we have the same ones or if we have different ones because I also have them in my kitchen. I got the one in the kitchen that you talked about. Oh, you got me. So your bathroom one is different. My bathroom one might be different. It's oh. much smaller. Yeah, the kitchen one. The kitchen one is big for cleaning supplies. Yeah, that's what I have. So it's like on top. There's an open. There's an open drawer, and I keep like all of like Windex, Resolve, like all of that stuff. And yeah. you can pull out the drawer, so you can use the depth space better. And then on the bottom, it's like a drawer, but it has a top, so like you can only keep shorter stuff in there. So mm-hmm. I keep like sponges and i don't know what else is in there but um yeah i love those under sink organizers and i have one in my bathroom too and on the top shelf there's like toilet paper and on the bottom shelf there's like tampons and stuff my sink is not that high i can't i wouldn't be able to fit that in so i have a much smaller one got it mine look are are about the size of like shoe boxes oh interesting like two shoe boxes stacked over each other okay so we have different options for under sink drawers you guys would be so shocked by like just search like under sink storage there's so much creative store like it's, organization stuff on Amazon. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. And then the shelf dividers that I got from um the container store. And we'll link all of this in the show notes. But if you have any wide shelves, like I just think it's so it's great to have a divider instead of just stacking things willy-nilly. Yeah. Clothes-wise yeah. or like purses or stuff. Agreed. So we got a lot of questions about cleaning. And I was like this cleaning doesn't warrant enough of a separate episode, but it's slightly different from organization. People ask a lot, like, how often do you clean? Do you have a housekeeper? What are your are your tricks with cleaning? Oh, God. I feel like I'm going to reveal myself to be a trash person. I rarely clean in that, like, I leave it for my cleaning lady. Like, the bathroom really only gets cleaned when the cleaning lady comes. Oh, same with... No, I clean my toilet like every few days. Oh, no, I don't. Like I don't clean the tub myself. I don't yeah. do any of that. I'll clean surfaces. So like I'll clean my um, like around the sink mm-hmm. or like my my uh, counters or things like that. But I leave the deep cleaning for the cleaning lady. How often do you have her come? 
Um, it depends. So um, she's been coming every month because I've been traveling for basically like one to two weeks out of every month. So I'm not here enough. Yeah. But then um, if I am more around, I'll have her come every other week. Or if I'm having people over, I'll have her come yeah. every other week. Um, but I leave it to her. And then I also – I don't vacuum in between usually. What? I don't usually – well, I don't know. Well, you don't have a cat. I don't have a pet. I will, I will occasionally vacuum if I – spills if there i get stuff on the floor or my um living room rug is off white so like if i if there's like um like sometimes if i knit it'll create dust bunnies yeah um but no i like i leave all of the cleaning for the cleaning lady oh that's funny i clean every day i love to clean like what do you mean you clean every day like what types of things do you do every day i vacuum every day i it's mostly vacuuming and then just like positioning things the way that I want them. I oh, I, I neaten. I neaten. And I vacuum every day because the cat, like, honestly, I wake up in the morning and like the rug in the kitchen is like flipped backwards and mm. there's like a trail of cream fur. And I'm mm. like, what did you do last night, you little monster? Um, He just like leaves fur in his wake. Mm. He also like tracks litter around. Um, I live on the ground floor. So if I get a package, like sometimes dirt comes in from the ground mm. floor. Um, I just think things get really messy along with the mail. Like people just put like the most ridiculous stuff in these packages. Like yesterday I got a box that had a lotion in it and they thought that it would be a good idea to include all of these dried roses, um, as the packaging. Oof. And guess who got dried roses all over the floor. So I just like keep the vacuum out. Cause I, I'm like, like my Dyson and I are in a very committed long-term relationship. Oh, I have, I, I, I'm interested in a Dyson because I have like a big vacuum cleaner. It's such a pain in the butt to pull out. Can I tell you, I worked with Dyson on a sponsored post this winter and I gave my parents the Dyson because mine's already, mine's in great shape. So I gave them the new one. My mother was like really not into it. She's like, I just don't understand what's so special about this vacuum. I like my vacuum. She has one of the ones that like plugs into the wall and rolls around with you. Like it's got like the. Yeah, that's what I have. Oh, you, you have that too. Okay. Yeah. Well, she is now in love with it she like learned how to take the handle off and like vacuum the cars she just like detailed the cars oh wow she loves it so much and i feel so validated because like i had this really nice vacuum and i was like this is really special like i'm gonna give you this very expensive vacuum like i got them other christmas presents i'm like this is one of your christmas gifts and they were just like so ambivalent on it and i was like oh should i give it to someone else should i give it to becca like they love it it makes me so happy. Um, yeah, I've thought about it. I've heard mixed things. Like, I know you love it, but I've heard other people say. Honestly, I would never have bought it because it, it was expensive. And I was like, I'm not buying a $500 vacuum. But once I had it, I'm like, I would buy it. Mm, so it's like trying as You have to like try it to believe how wonderful it is. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But also, you don't have a pet and vacuum like every day. Like, I like, don't have I a literally have to vacuum every day and that's another thing like i get a lot of dms like how do you keep your apartment clean with the cat i'm like i vacuum every day the other cool thing that i have which we can put in the show notes is called a chom chom i'm sorry a what a chom chom is this amazing lint roller i'm going to give you a demo when we finish recording it gets all the cat fur off of the couch and off of Tyrion's blankets interesting but that is like a magical thing it's 25 dollars. it's the best 25 dollars if you have a pet that you'll ever spend huh all right. Should we get out of our topic and talk about our obsessions and books and everything? Yes. Okay. 
What are you obsessed with this week? Okay. So I am obsessed with this podcast called The Financial Confessions. Oh, you were telling me about this. I'm obsessed. It is the podcast from The Financial Diet. And it's pretty new. I think it is maybe only a few months old. So there's not that many episodes. It's very easy to catch up. Um, I haven't listened to all of them, but I've been cherry picking ones based on who the guests are. And it is fascinating. I've got to listen. So they did this episode with Ingrid Nilsson, who I like a lot. And she was like talking about, first of all, she was talking about like supporting her mother, but she was like talking about numbers about like how much money she made and like. Interesting. It's so interesting and it's very voyeuristic to see, but it's also, I think it's just helpful to have, to hear how other people and successful people think about money and spend their money. And I don't know, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. And so I loved hers. And I also listened to Gretchen Rubin mm-hmm. from The Happiness Project. She did an episode. And then Aaron Ryan from Hysteria did one. And hers was like less applicable, but it was like, she talked all about like, what are the different salaries that TV writers make? And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Oh, I'm fascinated. I'm going to, I know I said I would listen and I never did, but I'm intrigued. I'm obsessed with it. I just like talking about money. I know you do. You've gotten me more comfortable talking about money, but yeah. But it's well done. It's like, it's not, it's not a softball podcast. Yeah. What is yours? What's your obsession? So mine is, and I've, I've been obsessed with this company for a while, but I just splurged on new mugs for my, um, just for my kitchen. Like I wanted to have uniform mugs in my cabinet rather than just like a hodgepodge of random stuff. And I also like them to be big because I use, um, I make an an espresso every morning and I use the Alto, which is like the larger size. And a lot of my mugs just wouldn't, don't fit that much coffee. So I'd like have overflow or I wouldn't be able to put ice cubes in it or milk. Like I like to put a little oat milk and some ice cubes in because I don't really like hot coffee. So, um, sorry, that's way too much information about what this is. But they're these beautiful blush mugs with a giant handle on them. They're so pretty. I've been following this company on Instagram for a while. My sister is obsessed with beautiful ceramics. She got me this bowl from them that has evil eyes all over it. And that was my first thing. It's like my popcorn bowl. But then um, I got four of these mugs and they're so pretty. They make me so happy. I love them. I got – so I, like last week my obsession was the wine glasses. So this was like project cabinet makeover. Okay. I now have beautiful wine glasses and beautiful mugs. Great. Yeah. What about on Instagram? Mine is a really beautiful dog. I feel like you. It's Juniper Fox with two X's. Well, I'm going to need to look this up. Alex was like – She's like, did you see what Juniper Fox did today? I was like, who's Juniper Fox? I thought it was like a fashion blogger. And oh my God, he, are you sure it's a dog? Yeah. Are you sure it's a dog and it's not an actual fox? No, it's a dog. In the bio, it says the happiest fox. It's a dog that looks like a fox. That's not a a real fox. It's a dog. Are you sure? I'm not completely sure. (laughs) I I think foxes are really dangerous. I don't think it it could be a fox. It it shit. You guys this might be a fox and not a dog. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a dog. I really don't think you can have a fox. Now, please but don't maybe DM. It was raised. But like guys, please don't DM me to tell me that you can have a fox. 
I don't I don't think so according to their website Juniper and Fig are two North American red foxes living out their life in a home full of rescued exotics okay my mind is blown it's a fox <laughs> guys it is not a dog it is a fox I'm literally my mind my head might explode right now well we learned something oh my god Juniper is not I was like this is a really cute dog I've been showing it to people and no one has challenged me they're like that is a cute dog it's a fox. It's a fox. Shit. Says it right in the name. Yeah, but I thought it was a dog that looks like a fox. Like, I, no, I look call, at its paws. It's. But I like tell P- T- Tyrion he's a bear. Like Tyrion is all sorts of different animals to me. I just thought it was a dog that looked like a fox. Okay, so it's a fox that looks like a fox. Oh, my God. It is cute. It's a real fox. Yeah. Oh, it has a whole website. Okay, I sound like the biggest moron. My obsession is a fox called Juniper Fox. <laughs> It is not a dog. Oh, my God. Oops. Oh, it has a book. Hmm. He has a line of merch. Um, so I don't have one, but I will confess to you that I did spend an hour the other night trying to learn the renegade dance from TikTok. Oh, my God. It's too fast. It's real fast. It's hard. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds it's like It's like the something. most popular dance on TikTok. I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> what about on reading? On reading, I'm only reading one thing right now, um, Uncanny Valley by Anna Weiner. It is great. It's about this woman who moves to Silicon Valley to work for a startup, and then she goes and works for a different startup. It's a little bit triggering from, like, time spent in the tech world or, like, startup world, but it's fascinating. I'm only about 70% through, and I'm enjoying it. Um, It gets a little slow at times, so I'm, like, struggling a little bit right now. I fell asleep after like three pages last night. Yeah. I, okay. So I, maybe re- I shouldn't say it's great. I'd say like right now I'd give it a solid B to B minus. Yeah. That yeah. feels more correct. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sometimes I am, I want to be positive and nice. And I'm like, actually, it's not great, but I'm not done with it. So I don't have a full assessment. Yeah. I am done with it. So I read it and I liked the first half better than the second half. I, I thought it was really interesting and I would have like, read it regardless because of having worked in startups because I thought it was like a very interesting like window into that. I don't know if you haven't worked in Silicon Valley or don't have like a particular interest in that that you would find it interesting. Maybe you would. Um, It's written. So there's something about the writing where it's written like a, uh, you know, like a really dense magazine article. Yes. It's written like that all the way through. You're totally right. So it's kind of hard to like Which makes get sense because she's, she's a magazine writer. Yeah. She writes about tech, I think, for The, the New, New Yorker. Yorker. Yeah. It's hard to like mainline, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, re- I do find it interesting. Me but. too. So I read that. I read Followers by Megan Angelo. Which is about Grace read it a few weeks ago. It's a it's a fun one. It's about kind of like the future of social media and reality TV and like oh. kind it's kind of like the Truman Show meets Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's set thirty. It, it alternates between like modern day and thirty five years from now. Yeah, it was like fun and soapy, but also like 
kind of thought provoking. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. So I read that. And then now I'm reading this book called Miss You by Kate Eberlin. I saw that. I read that years ago. You when did? It first came out. Yes. It's so cute. I missed it. So a, a few episodes ago when we were in our one day in December episode, I was talking about are asking for British chiclet recommendations. And a bunch of people recommended that. And then the other recommendation that I got a ton of was this book called R Stop. And it comes out, it is already out in the UK, but it comes out in the US in February. So I pre-ordered it. But um, I ordered Miss You and it's from 2016. It's her d- debut. I'd never heard about it. I I read like 300 pages of it last night. It's good. It's really good. It's about these two people who meet is a strong word. They like run into each other on this. They're both on separate trips in Italy after high school. And like they see each other in a church and then they see each other in a square and they like notice each other, but they don't have any meaningful interaction. And then throughout their lives, they keep like crossing paths and like really fun. A lot of. And it, they grow up and like go through their lives and like a lot of like not great things happen to them. I'm not far enough along, but I assume they fall in love or else I don't know why this was recommended to me. But it's, um, it's much more of a Becca book than a Grace book. So it's funny that I read it before you did. Oh, it was so it's so good. I'm really enjoying it. I like sat down last night and I was like, oh, I, I'm going to read a few chapters. And like it was like 1130 and like 300 pages later. So, yeah. yeah. Now I'm looking at my reading list. I'm like, what did I think of this? I read it in July of 2017. Do you like it? What What was your review? I wrote, it's one of the best love stories I've ever read. Oh, I can't. I'm oh, not they do say fall it. in love. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, don't tell me. Don't yeah. spoil it for me. So they do fall in love. But you know I they assumed. Would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I also wrote that it reminded me of The Light We Lost. So we'll see. I read that, but I can't remember what that one is. Is that the one with the photographer? Yeah. Oh, no. I hope it doesn't remind you of that. I love that book. It made me cry. Oh, Grace. Yeah. Did you just accidentally spoil this one? No, I I did not. Okay. Um, If you are looking for a book, might I recommend our January book club pick, which we are going to be discussing next week? Yes. Good Girls Lie. By J.T. Ellison. Yes. It's a murder at a prep school. It's like a psychological thriller for like with teens yeah it's fun it's really twisty mm-hmm. so pick that up and we'll be discussing it next wednesday and if you want more of us follow us on social media we're at, at bad on paper podcast on instagram we also have our facebook group i'm at grace atwood on instagram and my blog is the stripe.com and i am on instagram at becca m freeman yeah so do it thanks for listening guys bye see you next week Thank you.